Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mavuni, coming to you live from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from, let's see, oh, it's from friend of the show, Say Calmspring, who writes to us all the way from Mount Hygel, and they write, Dear Tosh Mafuni, long-time listener here, well, welcome back, Say. I heard your interview with Katie and Sunstrider, and I just wanted to say I liked listening to it. I appreciated hearing what he had to say, since I'm from the Alliance side of things, especially, oh dear, as a night elf who lives in northern Kalimdor. I got to see the effects of the Fourth War more close up than I wanted. It's been tough to sort through my feelings about this. On one hand, Cadian was right on a few things. It's one thing for our leaders to make ultimate decisions, but it feels so distant from the lives we live here. I'd like to think by now that most people want peace, or at least an end to the war. Once the anger that fuels it starts to fade, we're just left feeling tired and unaccomplished. On the other hand, losses on both sides have been immeasurable. I was not near Teldrassil around the time of its destruction, but I still remember what I felt the first time I saw what was left. To call it despair would be an understatement. Then came anger at even the mere mention of the Horde. And with feelings that strong, I've started to understand why both sides can't just shake hands and call it quits. I've found hope in little places. I've tried to assume the best of everyone I meet, and sometimes it comes back to bite me, but other times it turns out okay. I've worked together with Torin, helped some goblins on a rather thrilling expedition to steal equipment from angry yetis, and made pleasant acquaintances with some Sindori. One in particular, a mage, actually helped me out of a tight spot when I was surprised in the woods by some satyrs. Let's just say she was generous with her spell work. Incidentally, I discovered, oh dear, second-degree burns do hurt quite a bit. This might sound naive, but all I can do is put good energy out into the world and hope it comes back in kind. It's nice to hear similar sentiments from others, too. Thank you for hosting this kind of dialogue on your show. Say, Calm Spring. Well, what a great letter, Say. And I'm so glad that you got something out of the interview with Cadian. We like to present both sides of the stories here at the Half Hill Report. But, honestly, I hope that becomes less and less necessary as a result of the cooperation between the Horde and the Alliance in the Shadowlands. Thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. In local news, this weekend, Half Hill's own Professor Talib is attending a retreat hosted by the Half Hill Quilters Society. Along with their normal social activities, the quilters will be making charity quilts to be auctioned off with the proceeds going to support orphanages and veterans' healing centers throughout Azeroth. Thank you, Half Hill Quilters. In news from around Azeroth, 
Reenactment enthusiasts from all over our world are flocking to the desert fortress of Anchorage to relive the epic struggle against the sinister insectoid race known as the Karaji. Those who are sufficiently committed to the task and brave enough will culminate the event with an encounter with a recreation of the old god Cthun, which, in this reporter's opinion, sounds terrifying. Hey folks, you don't have to travel all the way to Silithus to relive a classic experience when you shop with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. While planning your summertime gatherings, why not consider learning some tasty recipes from the Iron Paw Culinary Institute. Whether shopping for home, garden, or farm, you'll find everything you need at Half Hill Market. Open every day, all year round. A world of shopping, right here in our own backyard. And now, the farm report. Jogu's word for tomorrow's crop is striped melons. Striped melons are a tasty summer snack all by themselves but also add sweetness to delicious Pandaren recipes such as Eternal Blossom Fish and one of my father's favorites, Spicy Salmon. Striped melons grow beautifully here in the valley, but can also be acquired from Hosen and Jinyu throughout Pandaria. The Farm Report is sponsored by The Tillers, education and support for farmers in the valley today and forming the future farmers of tomorrow. Checking the Azeroth calendar, the Feast of Noble Garden is well underway, but you still have a few days left to meet with friends and family for a fun day of collecting colored eggs, chocolates, and other goodies. And later this week, Volunteer Guard Day will be here, a chance for residents of major cities throughout Azeroth to honor the fine work done by the hard-working guards of our cities. After a number of weeks off, it's time once again for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis, with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. So, buddy, have you been? How's the family? Hey there, Tosh. I'm fine, thank you. And family is all good. My wife Daolin is back at Shadowpan Garrison training new recruits. Little Alice is growing up so fast and cousin Demesis and her wife Tilly are back in Valley, taking break from their adventures in Shadowlands. Well, that makes sense, I guess. With the Jailer being defeated and Sylvanas Windrunner exiled to the Maw, there must not be much left to do in the Shadowlands. What is this you are saying? Velmec, hadn't you heard? No, no, I hadn't. I really need to pay closer attention to the news. So, are you saying there is no reason for adventurers to go to Shadowlands? Well, I don't know about that. There must be a lot of cleanup to do. The place must be quite a mess after everything that happened there. Eh, it's possible, I suppose. Tosh, do you think Rizak and Gerd know about this? Maybe, but why would they care? Oh, no... Rizak's translations business in Zareth Mortis. There you go. Uh, well, I guess he'll find something else. He always seems to. So, I suppose with Demesis and Tilly here in the valley, you may have taken a trip with them. Yes, yes I did. They were looking for a restful place to go. We were having dinner here at the turnip with Rizak, 
and he recommended a place called Fuse Light by the Sea. Um, you know the by the sea part sounds restful, but Fuse Light? That sounds awfully gobliny. Don't get ahead of me. Sorry, go on. So, Demesis, Tilly, and I make long trip from Valley to Fuse Light by way of Shrine of Seven Stars, Stormwind, and Special Rocket Charter from Lights Hope Chapel to Village of Fuse Light by the Sea on eastern coast of the Badlands. Rocket Charter? Trust me, Tush, you wouldn't have liked it. Anyway, as we are rocketing over Badlands, Demesis is saying to me, Cousin, this isn't looking promising. But then we cross over cliffs that drop down to coast and is looking much better. The village of Fuse Light by the Sea is small collection of goblin buildings on grassy outcropping nestled against high green cliffs. See, I say to Demesis, doesn't that look nice? And that's when we heard the first of the explosions. Oh dear, right. As we get closer to landing, the explosions get louder and closer. Demesis give me a look that says, now what? But I notice Tilly already has her daggers in her hands and is grinning from ear to ear. Over the roar of the rocket, she shouts to Demesis and I, this sounds like fun. But when we land, there is no fighting going on. Just a lot of goblins all working on explosives of one kind or another. Really? Interesting, no? After we land, we ask a few of the residents, where is it? And one helpful goblin directs us to it. We thank him, and as we are walking towards in, he calls out to us, hey, you might want to watch out for exploding sheep. I beg your pardon? Okay, maybe some explanation here. We find Inn, which is pretty much typical Goblin Inn, and we talk to Mayor Pisani, who is also innkeeper. He explained to us that town was founded by explosive enthusiasts for explosives enthusiasts. That's a thing? Apparently. So, whole town is dedicated to researching and producing better ways to blow things up. Research there is led by Dr. Wizzle Doomsday and is conducted by demolition analysts. When we were there, they were working on a project using elementium as the explosive. So that's it, huh? Uh, a whole town dedicated to blowing things up. You know, it doesn't sound quite like the restful destination you had in mind. I know, right? But to be fair, that wasn't only activity there. The town was intended to be a port town, so there was fishing off the long pier. And a couple of doors down from inn, there was pretty decent bar kept by barkeep Daddams. We had a very nice lunch of pineapple punch, soft banana bread, and homemade cherry pie there. But we had to go before Tilly got into altercation with some drunk in bar named Johnny Shinster, who kept asking her to dance. So, did you end up staying the night at the inn? We would have, but all the beds were taken up by the night crew. Apparently, they run a two-shift operation. Okay, just a day trip then. It was looking that way, yes. 
But then Goblin there, named Eddie Flofizzle, recommended that we visit main town of Fuselite, that you get to by transporter. Tilly was a little hesitant about transporter. Given that it was Goblin Tech, I can't say that I blame her. I don't know that it was that so much. She kept going on about stories she heard about transporter accidents that could happen. Things like, uh, what was it? Oh, what if she got split into two peoples, one good and one evil? Or that we could end up in a different Azeroth where I am evil and have a beard? Well, that's just silly. Who'd believe stories like that? That's what we tell her. But finally, the Misa say to her, Wife, there is no flight path, we have no horses, and it is very long walk to Fuselite. So this convinced her, and we take transporter to Fuselite. And without incident, I suppose. Mostly. Although there is an evil Velmic with a beard living in Fuselite now. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Fuselite is slightly bigger town specializing in engineering. Frankly, Tilly was getting a little bored and was looking for something to do. We check into the inn and ask innkeeper Sally Gearwell about activities in town. She sent us to talk to Gary Ann Fleaselbop, who said if we wanted something to do, they could use help with their goat problem. Please tell me they didn't have exploding goats. No, no, nothing like that. But apparently goats were causing problems by eating the cogs and gears. So she offered us a little bit of silver and a special device to, as she said, nudge the goats surrounding town away. Neither Demesis and I were too keen on this, but Tilly said to us, Oh, come on. I was a good sport about the transporter. So each of us take a device and start working our way around the cliffs surrounding town. Demesis and I use the device and goats go flying off to another cliff. But as we are doing this, we hear a ruckus coming from the direction that Tilly went, so we go running towards her. Are you telling me that Tilly got into a fight with a goat? Eh, sort of. When we get there, we see she was covered in red dirt from ground and was punching and wrestling the goats and then throwing them off the cliffs by hand. The missus call out to her, Wife, what are you doing? Did you lose the device Gary Ann gave you? Tilly just grin at us and say, No, it was just too easy that way. This is much more fun. <sighs> Velmic, out of curiosity, do you ever go anywhere with Tilly where she doesn't get into some kind of a fight? No, not that I can recall. Eh, what can I say? She is a particularly hot-blooded human. I think that's why Demesis loves her so much. It must be. Well, did you at least spend a nice night at the inn there? No, and honestly, I'm not even sure why they call it an inn. There were no beds, and town had very limited selection of food. Fortunately, there was a nice mage there who made portal back to Shrine of Seven Stars for us. Well, I didn't think this was going to be another <laughs> Tilly Gets Into a Fight episode, but it sounds like it was quite a trip. So, where to next week? Who knows? If the Mises and Tilly are still home, <laughs> it 
Then I guess we'll have to find someplace else for Tilly to get into a fight. Ah, <laughs> well, we'll look forward to hearing about it. Until then, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatash. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Whether you're a Half Hill resident or just traveling through our fair town, drop by and see us, won't you? And when you do, don't forget to ask Denden for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, folks, and be sure to tune in later this week for another high seas adventure with Captain Galley Bill and his brave crew on The Voyage of the Crimson Countess. This week's adventure, The Vrykul of Valgard. See you next week, and remember, make your own turnip. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. <laughs>